From the Atonement Fargo Studios on South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota, this is That Podcast. This crew would really like to hear from you. And to do that, you can submit questions or comments at thatpodcast.net. And now, here is your favorite crew of hosts with That Podcast. Wow, that was bad. Boy, it sounds like uh, the the voice of that podcast has a cold. That's not what yeah. it, it sounded like last time, was it? I don't think so. I don't know. That was terrible. Uh, was a new one, or <laughs> man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you hear it a couple of times. Start. Uh, it'll start to grow on you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or we'll can it and get. Oh no, no, no! I thought that was. Different. I thought that was excellent. We should play this one forever. <laughs> Well, Never to change ever again. Well, I wonder why, DJ. <laughs> there are few things more torturing than having to hear your own voice recorded. Not a lot, though. Nope, not much. <laughs> like, nope. Few things is the right word. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'd say uh, uh, flogging, the crucifixion, <laughs> and then hearing your, your own voice. Yep. Isn't that? I'm pretty sure Pontius Pilate, when you know, when it came time for the end of Jesus' life was one of the options, but mm-hmm. there was not there was no recording devices back Exa- then. So ex- they didn't have the technology yep. that we have today to really bring up the level yep. of torture. Yeah. Well thank you all for joining <laughs> us today. <laughs> oh what's how's everybody doing? We got fall coming up, man. It's gonna get crazy. It's it, a, it, it's there, oh, man. Yeah. There's only a hundred days until Christmas as of what is today? September sixteenth. So does that mean there's 107 oh. until we're out of this 2020 mess that we find ourselves in? Pretty much. Good. Oh, <laughs> boy. That is how the calendar works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today. <laughs> you, Sarah has been beating up on me all day long. Really? Yes. From early, as soon as I got here. You need to run away. Just oh. flee. <laughs> Like red hot chili peppers. Yes. Flea. Well, that would be pretty cool, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm um I'm a first grade teacher now. I I, I you, went you, up. Yeah. You were uh, you were kindergarten teacher of the year last year, if I remember right. I I was in my school. Yeah, <laughs> I was the I was the teacher of the year. Yeah, first grade. We've got we've been at it for um uh, a couple of days now, almost a, a full mm-hmm. week, and uh, only had to expel one student. Um, and how many students are in the school? Just have one. Okay. Those are good <laughs> odds. So actually it's going really well. My son is, is very, uh, he's, he's a good student. He's, I, I think he was getting kind of bored mm-hmm. being in, you know, kind of the lockdown pandemic time during mm-hmm. the whole summer that yeah. like, you mean I can do stuff? Well, let's, let's do it. So, and it's kind of cool. They give them, uh, they call them PLDs, personal learning devices. And for the. First graders, they get uh, iPads. Uh, okay. With preloaded software to connect with their school mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's it's pretty it's pretty slick. We have the technology to do some pretty neat stuff. We do, yeah. What a mess this would have been when we were kids. Oh, totally. It, it would have just been schools out for the next year and a half. Well, I even remember when I was in school, like the amount of just we would bring in laptops during the class and it's like, oh sweet, we get to be on laptops and then the internet wouldn't work. Mm. And it was like, well, there goes today. Better mm. luck tomorrow. Fill out a worksheet or something and try something else. Yeah. So even just in that 
I'm going to say short amount of time so I don't feel so old. Yeah, yeah. Well, How much things have changed and that it's possible to do full school from home. Well, yeah, exactly right. And if you go back to our generation, we had one computer in the entire school. And you got a block of time like every three months. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you, you got to sign up for it. Yeah, yeah, and you go down and play a game like Hangman or something like that or some kind of Carmen spelling. Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Yeah, my school had an, had an Apple IIe or C or whatever they were back when they came out, but there was one computer in the whole school. <laughs> With the green letters. With the green letters yep. that kids could use. So, Yeah, that was fun. But then when I was uh, in seventh grade, we started learning computer programming. I'd, I'd really? Yeah, in my middle school. My middle school was on the other side of the country. Okay. But um, they had a whole computer wing, and they were teaching programming. So, you know... I'm curious if uh, the the bit of time when you were going through school, did they start programming for you earlier than seventh grade? No, but I remember in middle school, we started taking typing classes where mm-hmm. it would teach us how to sit properly and type properly and all this stuff. And the fact that now that probably doesn't need to be taught because... I don't even know if it is taught it, anymore. It, it is. Is I, typing yeah, taught I remember in Eli, school? Yeah, I remember oh. Eli learning it. Okay. I just can't remember exactly when. Way younger than when I learned it, which mm-hmm. was in seventh grade, I think. Well, maybe I'm the problem then because we've we've moved around to a couple different places and Reese has missed out. My 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 Reese has missed out. So On typing? Every yeah, time so, she... so we're going to have her take like an adult typing <laughs> class that they give at the you know community school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. It, that's good. Good times. Yep. So we've got, what do, what do we have coming up? We've got Alpha. We've got Confirmation. We yeah. have, I mean, it is, uh, everything is, is, is coming. We're starting with um, our big rally day kickoff worship. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of the, the launching for the year of all of our small group ministries, mm-hmm. which is Alpha. And Alpha is um, uh, kind of that that course that doesn't really fit well in what I think people's standard understanding of what Christianity is. It's not a Bible study. It's not a it's not a prayer group. It's 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 a place to come and discover who you are, ask the big questions in life. Mm-hmm. You know, why are we here? What's the meaning of life? Um, you know, why is there evil in the world? That Those kind of things. Alpha, Alpha is a great place to come and just connect with other people and discuss those things. And, you know, learn what Christianity is really about. Um, people can get a misconception that Christianity means dressing up on Sunday and singing certain songs and praying the right way and being perfect or whatever, whatever the misconception may be mm-hmm. that popular culture places on Christianity. Alpha is for those who want to ask the hard questions and and really discover what is what is this all about. Yeah. And it's it's done in a non-threatening way. So we have Alpha. Mm-hmm. And the Alpha course runs for um, uh, 11 weeks. Um, and in each of those sessions, there's a time of, of fellowship among the people who come. Uh, Alpha is best known for food, having food with it. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's there's an alpha talk on whatever the subject would be. The first one 
uh, is going to be on September 30th, and the talk is going to be, is there more to life than this? Okay. So that's kind of the starting the starting point. And so you you listen to the talk with a large group of people, uh, or as, as large as we can get in the socially distancing mm-hmm. reality that we're in. Yeah. And then uh, you go into a small group, and that's where the fun really begins to happen. Mm-hmm. That's where you get the conversation going and get to interact with other people who've come to, to check out Alpha as well. So that's what we do for 11 weeks, and it's, it's life-changing. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's incredibly impactful. I've been doing Alpha for 20 years, yeah, um, and I get something out of every single one of them. It's, it's, it's just, it's like that. So are you, I assume that you're going to be involved in, in teaching in some format. Do you have your own small group that you get to experience with too? Or is it you're overseeing everything? Like, do you miss out on that piece or do you get, do you get that piece as well? In the, in the alpha part, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be engaging in one of the groups partly because I'm a pastor of the church mm-hmm. and alpha is meant to be as non-threatening as possible. <laughs> and me with my arms crossed sitting across the table <laughs> of a bunch of people <laughs> might, I suppose. might k- keep people from talking, but yeah. I get to just be myself and, and engage with everyone in the large group time. But we're so action-packed on Wednesdays that while alpha is happening, um, I get to also be involved with other life groups that we have in this church. We have we have alpha groups. Mm-hmm. We have what we call life groups, which are basically uh, affinity groups of people that come together um, and support each other year-round. Um, all life groups have things like they have a time of fellowship, a time of prayer, mm-hmm. a time of scripture, and a time of, of serving each other and the world. Um, and we will... Uh, record throughout the year, uh, usually tied to whatever the message is on Sunday, a life group video, mm-hmm. and we'll put together a series of questions. And it follows very much the same pattern as the Alpha course, how the Alpha course um, time is spent together mm-hmm. with a large group time and a small group time. Uh, life groups are basically just that small group, but they get to hear uh, a life group message that they can get online and watch together at, in their homes. Uh, and then then have a conversation. And mm-hmm. hopefully they're having food while they're doing it too, <laughs> right? Food. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it fun. It's it's mm-hmm. the, the connection part. Yeah. And those groups stick together uh, year in and year out, and, it, and deep uh, friendships are formed. Oh, for sure. Through the life group. Um, I am in a life group as well that meets on a, on a night that's not Wednesday. Okay. Because on Wednesday it's everything happening here, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll come back to the life groups. But then we have confirmation groups, which are also life groups that are aimed specifically at the sixth through ninth grade time of instruction mm-hmm. um, uh, that we call confirmation. Yeah. But they also follow the same pattern of large group time with a lesson and then going to their small groups. And they walk together for hopefully – years and years and years, um, but at least in the confirmation time, we have it structured that they walk together for four years in a small group of hopefully like five to ten ten youth, boys groups and girls groups uh, with with adult hosts that are basically there to walk alongside them in faith. Yeah, and this year we're we're, uh, going over Luther's small catechism. 
Yep, the sixth through eighth graders will be uh, learning Luther's small catechism. Um, Luther saw, Martin Luther wrote this book after he'd made a visit to the, the evangelical churches in Germany. This is, this is after the, the split between uh, what became the Roman Catholic Church and the Lutherans. Mm-hmm. But the Lutherans called, called their churches the evangelical churches. They didn't name it after Luther. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they actually saw themselves as returning to the purpose of the Catholic Church, which is to proclaim the gospel. That's what evangelical means. And so Luther went around to these different churches and saw that people just didn't know the faith. Like it was, this, the, the small catechism is the original alpha course. <laughs> they just, they, people didn't know the faith. So mm-hmm. he wrote this real small book that was a summary of everything that you needed to know to be a Christian. And so it has in there the Ten Commandments with an explanation. It has the Apostles' Creed, the foundational uh, confession of Christians everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the Lord's Prayer, all with explanations, simple explanations. Luther, had a, um, his son was at that age when he was writing it where his son was walking around saying to him, why, why, mm-hmm. why? Um, in, in, if you've ever experienced that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, in Germany, it's, it's pronounced was ist das? Was ist das? Or yeah. what is that? Mm-hmm. What? And so throughout it, Luther is responding to a simple child's question, what is that, mm-hmm. with each piece of explanation through it. And it covers, it covers the, the sacraments and what those mean. Um, it, has, it has daily prayers and morning and evening prayers. It's, it's just super thin, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it really is a summary of everything that we believe. Yeah, And so we have our, our youth learn this during a time that we call confirmation in yeah. the Lutheran church. Um, there are several churches that use something called confirmation. The Roman Catholics do. Um, the Methodists do. The Episcopal Church does. Pretty much um, all of the old churches in the United States that came out of the tradition of the Lutheran Reformation mm-hmm. have something called confirmation. Well, what is confirmation? Um, I always find it kind of uh, confusing to me when people will say, well, confirmation is an affirmation of your baptism. That just always bugged me. Well, then why don't we call it affirmation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's not, it's not affirmation. It's confirmation. What mm-hmm. you are doing is you are confirming that you are ready to be responsible for your own faith life. It's no longer mom and dad's job to tell you to get up and go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Parents certainly can continue to do that and mm-hmm. should, rightly so. But you're now saying as a child that you are no longer a child in the faith, but you have you are confirming publicly that the faith in which you were raised is yours. Yeah. And so um, it's really kind of a, a, a rite of passage of going from a child to an adult in the eyes of the church. Mm-hmm. And I it's interesting that the time that we choose to do this is the time when kids are completely changing from from children to young adults, mm-hmm. you know, that that age of, of change. And so their voices are getting squeaky, they're getting taller, they're they're incredibly um um well, the way I put it is they they all desperately want to be noticed and at the same time will die if anyone looks at them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so what do we do in the church? We drop a Bible on their head at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, 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 it's, it's a bit more in depth in instruction. Um, one of the misnomers about confirmation is the idea that it's the job of the church to teach the children the faith. Mm-hmm. That's actually not true. Confirmation is really the work of parents in bringing their children to a point of maturity in the faith by teaching them the catechism. Um, that's why Luther made it. Mm-hmm. He made it to put in the hands of parents to teach their children the faith so that um, in learning these things from an early age and memorizing them, they would have it with them at all times and mature into a responsible, um, faithful person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you guys went through this, but did you have to memorize the small catechism when you were growing up? Did you have to do that for your confirmation? Or I, I, I should say first, were you confirmed? Yes. Okay. We only had to do the Nicene Creed. And for like two or three years after it, I got confirmed, we would say it every like Christmas and Easter at the church I grew up in. I was like, oh, I got this. And then now I'm like, oh, I know bits and pieces. <laughs> but I'm like, it didn't <laughs> stick. Well, that's right. It, um, I, I've served in churches where every time that we had communion, we said the Nicene Creed. Mm-hmm. Every time that we did not have communion in worship, we said the Apostles' Creed. So it was cha- it was switching. So you'd, you'd say, I believe one <laughs> week and we believe the next week. I believe, yeah. we believe. Um, the Nicene Creed is the oldest of all the creeds. So it's it's the one on which the others are, are built. Mm-hmm. The Apostles' Creed is thought to be based off of an older, simple creed called the Roman Creed. Mm-hmm. But really, the, the heart of our faith rests on the Nicene Creed and everything builds out of that. So Yeah. But the apostles in it are nearly identical. There are certain things that are different. But yeah. I don't remember whether or not I had to memorize everything. But I, I mean I have it memorized, so I'm assuming that that I did. <laughs> at some point. At, at some point obviously I memorized it, but I, I I'm I'm guessing that I, you know, that was a, a requirement. But I can't remember exactly if it was in confirmation or just okay, now I got this down. Yeah. Well, and sometimes people, when you, when you discover the catechism, it's something that is it's small enough. It's called the small catechism for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's only a couple of pages, but it's small enough that it can fit in your pocket. Is there a large catechism? There is. Also written by Martin Luther. Okay. The large catechism is written for um, the basically like the teacher's guide to the small catechism. Okay. It's, it's written for, for heads of households have a deeper understanding of what they're teaching when they teach the small catechism to their children. Okay. You know, so yeah, there's, they're, um, they're both collected in the confessions of the Lutheran church, the large cate- large catechism and the small catechism. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And catechism just means teaching or catechesis instruction. Okay. Um, and that's, that's what, that's what we're doing during the confirmation season as we walk alongside our youth for four years mm-hmm. until their 10th grade year, then they will uh, come forward before the assembly, before the people of God and confess their faith. Yeah. And this is what I believe. I don't, I know we, we start in sixth grade here and then um, students are confirmed in the fall of uh, 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Is our program long? Compared to most, 
Um, I don't know if it's long compared to most. Um, I can tell you in the uh, the churches where I have led confirmation, which is all over the country, mm-hmm. um, I have done one that is as I, I've served one church where the confirmation program was as long as it is at Atonement, but usually it's two or three years. That's kind of the average. Uh, we go for four in a in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, well, it's it's a lifelong journey. It really is, and it it it's not it's not a silo to itself. It's not separated from everything else. In fact, it's it's kind of thought of as like confirmation is you 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 are now an expert at the basics, mm-hmm. and now it's it's growing deeper in your faith as you live into the the um, reality and circumstances of having this living faith and belonging as a child of God to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and what that means going forward into into the rest of your life. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see what we're doing with, with confirmation, what we're trying to accomplish, um, is it's giving youth the promises and the expectations that Scripture announces so that they would know God and know what God expects of them. Mm-hmm. But I really don't expect it to make a huge change in a in most kids' lives. It's later on in life when the tough stuff comes. Right. That I want the relationships that are being made now as well as the promises to then really ring true because that's when they're really going to need them. Yeah. And those relationships are, are huge too. Um, you mentioned the small groups earlier. Um, our small group, is we've been meeting... Um, Gosh, I I can't even say exactly how long. Six years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what I'd do without them anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's they, they've been a, a blessing to me. Um, but we can come back to that. We were going to come back to small groups, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or did you have more to to talk about about the fall? Well, I'd say one more thing about what confirmation is. Mm-hmm. Um, other churches will have this way of of entering into the faith life of their church, which is they first need to confirm their faith mm-hmm. by accepting Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, and then they're baptized. Well, Lutherans, we do it backwards. You're baptized first. Mm-hmm. Even before you may know who God is, you can you know, baptize as a baby because it's God's first and final promise for you. And then we begin the a lifetime of instruction that starts with Sunday school and Confirmation is really kind of the completion of the child time of education. And mm-hmm. now it's moving into the adult time of discipleship, which includes continuing education, continuing to be in the faith, continuing to be in the word. Right. It, the building blocks are happening. And so confirm, confirmation is is saying, yeah, the, ba- the baptism in which I was baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that is my faith. Mm-hmm. So it's reversed from what maybe the Baptists do, where you gotta accept first and then baptism. We baptize first, and later on you you have that aha. Yep, I believe this, and yeah. you confess it publicly. Yep. So, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so the, lots of lots of stuff coming up for the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about our our small groups. I guess I started with mine, so I'll just keep going, and then uh, uh, if if the two you don't mind sharing. But um, our small group has been such a blessing because we got together as a group of um, 
there were three three families, um, and we got together because we all had young children, and the uh, coordinator for that at the time thought it would be good for us to get together. And I had never been in a small group before, you know, as an adult, and my wife hadn't either, and we were just kind of like, well, I <laughs> guess we'll see how this goes. And right away, it, it, it always, you know, it seems a little awkward, but then you're just friends. Like, yeah. you, you don't, you're not, you know, you start it, yeah, they're my church friend, but now they're just my friend friend, you mm-hmm. know, pray with each other, share with each other. Kids are all friends and hanging out. And then... Uh, we got uh, gelled really well together, and then um, I don't know if a few years later, as a, a, a you know as the whole church uh, as all of atonement, we did. I can't even remember. You know, we all studied one series, or you know, all read one book, or whatever it was mm-hmm. together, and so there was a big push to get um, more people into small groups. And so we were approached, and, hey, we'd like you to to uh, have some more people in your group. And we're like, we like our group. <laughs> I don't, want, I don't <laughs> so need more friends. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we really like our group, you know. <laughs> and uh, so uh, a couple more families were introduced, and now I don't know what I would do without them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just kind of the way that it works. You know, yeah. my best friends are, are in that group. Yes, know? and that's that's the beauty of, of what small groups are. Um, they are, well, I'll say a couple things about small group ministry. They are absolutely essential for the life and health of a church mm-hmm. and in connecting the church into not a an organization that people go and attend to, but into a family. Yeah, and it's it's a church. It is the church within the church mm-hmm. because what you want the small group to end up becoming, and not in you know small groups have a lifespan to them, just like everything else, and it could be the lifespan of the people who are attending it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can ebb and flow, and they can change, and they can. They can birth new small groups or split and create other small groups. There's different ways of doing that. Is that kind of the goal to st- when you start out that eventually this this group should all be leaders to lead other groups? No. Not, not necessarily? No. The, the entire purpose of a small group is that it is the catalyst for discipleship. Okay. In a small group, you learn how to follow Jesus to love God and love your neighbor in a relational way. Um, you're, you're, you're engaging in fellowship and connecting with other people who are in your small group that, as you said, they went from being my church friends to my friends. The thought it came to my head, it's like, it's your squad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these are the people that you call when the bad stuff happens. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, when you're, when you're in your hospital, you might, Hopefully you call your spouse, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then you'd 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 call your life group people. Yeah, because they're your they're they're your squad. They're your people. Right. Um, and so it's it's about building relationship and connecting together. But belief, what we believe as Christians, if you want to actually transform your life to actually living it out, mm-hmm. it it starts in small groups. It's where you learn how to live your faith because you're engaging in it with this other group of people and 
caring for each other, and that plays out, that, that bleeds out, if you will, into the rest of your your interactions with other people because mm-hmm. they make you better people yeah. in your life group time together. So um, if you want to grow disciples in your church, you have to have small groups. You have to have them. And every small group has to exercise the four essentials of a small group, which is fellowship, scripture, prayer, and service. Mm-hmm. And when that that is engaged in, really cool stuff happens. Yeah. Sarah, do millennials have small groups? Yeah, we even have a group at Atonement. Really? Yeah, we've we've got a small group, and I'm a part of it along with um, a couple of other people. And I really like it because we are all in the similar stage of busyness. Like, we've got Zach and Kelsey who are married and just had a baby, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got a couple other people who work multiple jobs, so we all kind of get the busyness. So... Mm -hmm. We don't have the expectation of, okay, we need to meet every week, but we do, we try to meet every week and we're all very understanding of the lives that we're leading that, okay, yeah, so-and-so is busy. That's Mm -hmm. cool. I'm still going to reach out to them. I'm still going to talk to them. I'm still going to find time to connect. But when we do all get a chance to come together, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, you said, said a word there that I thought was really neat is that we all get what each other is getting, uh, what, Mm -hmm. what everyone is experiencing in their life. With small groups, you want to aim at points of affinity, affinity mm-hmm. in order to connect people. So, um, you know, you had uh, a young family groups. You have millennial groups. I'm in a men's group. I'm probably the worst attendee of the group because <laughs> it's you, you know the thing that we we're talking earlier about hearing your own voice. Mm-hmm. Often, I'm the I'm the Ooh. voice that they're listening to, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I can't really. I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah. But uh, there's a group of guys that have invited me to to come and hang out with them, and it's just it's a real blessing to be included mm-hmm. in in this place. I mean, yeah. we all we all want to be belong, and we all want to want to connect with other people, and to know that other people are going through the same type of things that we are, and that we can support each other mm-hmm. and support each other's um, Christian values. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a cool thing mm-hmm. for sure. That reminds me, um, who ministers to the minister? Like, who, who, uh, where do you go for, I mean, you don't get, need to give me specifics, but yeah. I mean, what, where does a, a pastor go for the things that people normally go to the pastor for? Uh, we go to other pastors. Mm-hmm. And, or we go to someone that we feel has been a minister to us. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's great being here. I mean, we have, we have several clergy pastors and ministers on staff that we all support each other and keep each other accountable and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me also, it's relationships that I have, like, like my dad and my mom, mm-hmm. my wife, who is often the voice of the Holy Spirit to me anyway, <laughs> whether I want her to be or not. <laughs> and, and, you find colleagues that are out of your um, context so as not to cause some type of friction or violation mm-hmm. uh, in order to in, in order to get built up and in order to be admonished and comforted by God's word and and yeah so it's it, it's other ministers okay yeah. um, 
does the LCMC or you know ELCA any do they have like like um, pastors or or retired clergy designated for that role or you know if there is somebody uh, who doesn't have somebody or is it just kind of does it just naturally happen that people have their people? Um, yes and yes. Uh, in the ELCA, they did try to systematize some of this stuff, especially for new pastors. Mm-hmm. My, my first couple of years as a pastor, I had to go and meet with a group of other uh, first call, first year pastors. And then we had um, kind of like a, like a mentor who oversaw mm-hmm. our time together, mm-hmm. who'd been a pastor for like four years. Okay. Um, so, and that was something that was new. The way it's been for the longest time is usually um, if a pastor is called to serve a church, there will be built-in, I guess, mentors that are there. Every church that I've been at, there's been a retired pastor at that church Okay. that has served as a mentor to me. It doesn't work that way in all cases, mm-hmm. but I've been blessed that it has worked that way for me. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the old standard of um, retired pastors will just naturally serve in that role. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yep. Cool. So, <laughs> what else is going on? Yeah. Um I don't know what else is going on. Well, I hope that uh, anybody is listening to this. Um, if you if you want that experience, if you're not in a life group, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Atonementfargo.org, right? Or atonement.live, where's the best place? Uh, atonement.live will be easiest to get plugged into a life group. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're looking, please mm-hmm. let us know. And come, come. I, I, even if you're just like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know anyone. I don't want to get just plugged into a life group. Come to Alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's the best place to go to enter into building relationships with other people. Well, and I would say both for Alpha and life groups. Yep. In my experience, I feel way more. I work here, and I feel way more comfortable showing up to some random person's house for my life group mm-hmm. than walking into the sanctuary or the art filled with 100, 200 people on a Sunday morning. Yep. Like mm-hmm. if you were looking to get plugged into just church in general, I would say start with a small group. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's exactly what alpha seeks to, mm-hmm. to be because mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's non-threatening mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not kidding. There are no questions that are off the table. I mean, you can come in and be like, I think this is all just complete, uh, gobbly, gobbledygook, hooey. <laughs> yeah, right. And and there's nothing to it. And you know the Bible was plagiarized. And if those are the questions you have, come. Uh, you know we we'll we'll share the the gospel um, perspective with you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't agree with that, that's okay. Yeah, Just that's come on in. that's the beauty of Alpha. Yeah, we're not we're not there to convince you. Uh, we're there to let you. Um, share what it is that that you have on your heart to learn more about what Christianity is about, and you know we honestly want to be in relationship with people. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, exciting sp- things. Yeah. So, um, moving on. Maybe I'll do going once, going twice, 
Okay. Speaking of questions, we got a question that came in at uh, thatpodcast.net, and it was actually specifically for Sarah. What's up? It says, and this comes in from Enoch, who has sent us stuff before. So thank you, Enoch. He asks good questions. He does, and this this is a good one. I like this one. It says, if Sarah had to choose okay. between spending a week at NDSU or SDSU, which one would <laughs> she choose? SDSU. And not even because of South Dakota. But if you are ever on I-29 heading south and you have the opportunity, SDSU has one thing that no other school can compete with. What is it? SDSU ice cream. Really? Yep. <laughs> I've never had it. You you got to try it. And this is where, for all of the NDSU fans who make the journey south every year mm-hmm. for Frisco, it's on your way. Just, <laughs> just leave your you can br- you can wear your bison apparel out there, yep. whatever. But you just have to try SDSU ice cream. Hold on a second. What's, what's bison apparel? <laughs> I've never heard of that before. No what are you I, talking about? No idea. I-S-O-N. <laughs> no idea what she's talking about. But yeah, SDSU ice cream <laughs> any day. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, Enoch. There's, I have some bison a, apparel. Bi- think, so do you I. Think that's what she meant? I, I bison? Likely. Okay. It's likely right. that's what she meant. You know, so. this is where anybody who wants to steal this idea, go for it. I would just like. You know, give give me a little bit of credit towards it. Well, but if they th- stole it, they're not going to give credit. That defeats the but purpose anyway, of stealing. Zorba's and NDSU should really team up for putting Z's in places they don't belong. <laughs> Just the merger. That is that is brilliant. See? Uh, yeah. Trademark, copyright. <laughs> yep. That podcast on. What is the day and time? Timestamp. Time yep. Timestamp that. For those who don't know, Zorba's is a pizza place around Lakes Lakes Country in Minnesota. It's got really good pizza. So it's a real experience. Yeah, yeah. it is. I agree. It, it, you eat Zorba's, it tastes like you're at the lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. That sounds kind of gross, but it's <laughs> pizza and nachos. You know, that's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Do they have algae toppings? Yeah, I, you you could have Zorba's anywhere, and it and it's like you take a bite, and it's like I'm at I'm at mm-hmm. DL. Yeah, what it feels like. Yeah, for sure. So. Excellent. Great question. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Enoch. And um, uh, so i i don't I don't have anything else to be totally honest with you today. Does either of you two have anything? One question for you both. Mm. What What are you most looking forward to this fall? And because we've nice. got a lot coming up. So what's nice. what are you most looking forward to? What's your number one? Just one. Yep. Oh. Uh. You know, this is this may seem a little strange. I'm not as interested in the things that I I get the opportunity to to be a contributor on. Like I I I look forward to Alpha. I I love Alpha. I lo- look forward to confirmation. I'm looking forward to my family connecting again mm. with their church mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. and those opportunities and I hope they just keep coming. I hope we just continue to open up the church as well as our community that before long we won't need to have masks on. Um, and that that will, that will 
sooner rather than later become the possibility. And just the fact that we're at the point of having our Wednesday nights at Atonement and uh, uh, the new sermon series with Sunday School tells me, okay, it's almost here. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm most excited about. Just yeah. connecting with my family and with, with our people, mm-hmm. with our squad. Right. So so I'm in a fantasy football league, <laughs> and we I'm going somewhere <laughs> with this. Okay. I'm going somewhere. So we had our draft uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever, and I was texting with one of my friends in the league, and I said, I texted him, I said, this is so weird because there's no preseason. You know, there wasn't big hoopla. There's, I think, uh, two, two, maybe three of the games actually had fans on the stands for the first game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I texted him, this is so weird. And he texts me back and he goes, it's almost like we're not really allowed to do this. Right. Like, and that's that's kind of how that's like, how it feels here yeah, too. Yeah, it's kind of how it feels. <laughs> like like uh, I, I know it's coming, but man, it, it's just like, is it really coming? I hope it is. I want it to be. Oh man, the the last six months have been just so surreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, hope we got to hope <laughs> <Yes>. onto this <laughs> one. Yep. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah. I think I'm most ex- excited about, like you said, DJ, connecting with people again, seeing people again, talking to people that I have not seen since, gosh, maybe March. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a long time. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, Alpha, um, just, you know, getting answers to a lot of those questions that sometimes people will ask me, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Well, and, yeah. and that's the thing about Alpha, too. It's almost like it's hard to explain what Alpha is unless you've experienced it. Mm-hmm. And to experience it, you have to come and see. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, like uh, you know, isn't that a, a biblical thing? Yeah. Uh, what, what's this Jesus guy doing? Come and see. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those deals where, uh, um, you know, you got to get you got to get into it if you want to know what's going on. It's like, it's almost like uh, uh, reading the book and seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. Watching mm-hmm. the movie is somebody telling you what it says in the book. Mm-hmm. It's not always reliable, and in most cases, uh, pretty much all of them, the book <laughs> is way better than yeah. the movie. <laughs> yep. yeah. Or you see the movie and you're like, they didn't do my favorite part <laughs> in the book. <laughs> so yeah, really getting into it is is huge. What about you, Sarah? Oh. Pumpkin spice. Uh, Pumpkin spice. <laughs> that too. The, you know, the, uh, well, you go ahead and, and I'll find something here. Okay. No, pumpkin spice. I'm always excited for pumpkin spice in the fall. Just like the true sign of it. But no, getting connected back with people. And now if I feel like we've hit the point where, like you guys said, I'm so excited to connect. And it feels like we shouldn't be doing this, but it's like, okay, we've taken all the steps. Like, we can actually do this. It's like. Oh man, I'm just I'm excited for that it's part. Finally here, like, mm-hmm. we get to do it. It's safe, and we're taking the steps to make it safe, and this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, um, speaking of of uh, pumpkin spice, the most trusted news source came out with. Uh, are you muting me? No, I'm. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm making sure I know what all the are buttons you? do. No, I would never do that. It says here <laughs> that the FDA recommends pouring. Oh, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> That's all we have uh, time for this week. Thank you for joining us. 
<laughs> the FDA recommends pouring all pumpkin spice flavored beverages down the drain immediately. That's straight from the most trusted yeah. news source. And Brian, you sent that to me personally on a family holiday. You sent that to me on Labor Day. Uh, that's true, but uh, um, the news was breaking. I the the news yeah. and 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 I I feel like it was loving my neighbor. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. warning them. It was like a PSA. Sure. Public service announcement. Pumpkin spice, Pumpkin spice announcement. Uh, that's the only PSA I'm concerned about. It also says white girl turned <laughs> into pillar of pumpkin spice after looking back at a Starbucks. <laughs> I prefer caribou. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, caribou coffee. If that is one of the Minnesota's best. Caribou yeah. Coffee. Yeah, I like caribou coffee that's more yeah. than Starbucks. Yeah, I'm. I mean, you know, I'll take mine jet black from a Folgers, but. I mean, if I go somewhere, it's usually caribou because Tabitha has, like, the the rewards program perks. or whatever. So, yeah, the perks. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's sad for me to say that because I think I now have to turn in my, my Washington card. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Because uh, I can't – being from Washington, you're, it's like, how could you dare? You're from Pike's Place. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> they just close it off to me. <laughs> but, yeah, caribou's better. Yeah. Caribou. Mm-hmm. Well, it is what it is. Yep. So – all right, we got anything else today? Kind of a short one today. Yeah. But well, if you are out there listening, um, I suppose I can go over everything we have going on. Right, we've mm-hmm. got uh, worship services on Sunday morning, a tradition service at nine a.m., and a modern service at ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Right, Sarah. Ten thirty. We have um, confirmation that um, by the time this comes out, I guess we'll have already started. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is for anybody sixth through ninth grade. You were going to say something. It's, well, this is a good question to ask. This year with COVID and whatnot, say somebody's listening to this later on, can they still sign up midway through the year or a little bit later than? Well, we can. They can sign up for life groups anytime, and we'll get them connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Yeah. Some of the programs that might be like wait wait until the next one comes mm-hmm. around. Um, but like even confirmation short of uh you know signing up in their 10th grade year a week before confirmation right i cut it yeah yep in fact we have uh i think we have some new people rolling in this year so that's that's no problem at all yeah Yeah, jump right in um and so uh yep we've got uh uh, alpha as you said you i'm sorry you mentioned worship at 9 and 10 30 a tradition service at 9 and uh, a modern service at 10 30 Mm mm-hmm but we also have both of those services online every week. Right? Online broadcast, yes, mm-hmm. yep. So the, you could be sitting in on your couch yep. and connecting in worship with us. Yep, Atonement Fargo, or, or I'm sorry, Atonement Live, mm-hmm. and then YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, you would search Atonement Fargo. Uh, yep, they are they're broadcast uh, live every week, and then the old services, past services, I should say, are on YouTube. Um, you can find them on our YouTube channel. And if you're watching or if you're listening to this, why don't you take a second to hit that like button. Like and subscribe. That's what Eli always tells me mm. the YouTubers are saying. <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> or uh, what? Hit that bell notification. <laughs> well, and this is, this is a like and subscribe that parents do not need to be concerned about. My six-year-old was watching YouTube, and I was doing the dishes, and all of a sudden... 
the thing, the guy on the screen that he was watching was doing some goofy thing. He likes watching that these guys do like practical jokes on each other. They're mm-hmm. they're Minecraft players. And, oh you know. yeah. And all of a sudden, Dylan turns and goes, "I liked and subscribed." I'm like, "How did you know how to <laughs> do that?" And I started to panic as a parent, like, "Do I want him subscribed to this?" I, uh, hmm. But atonement, atonement, Fargo, you can like and subscribe it, oh. and it, it won't get old. No, nope. it's good for the kids and the parents. Absolutely, yes. yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, we've got um, the messages will be broadcast usually uh, partway through the week, just the message by itself. So if you're interested in um, just skipping right to the the meat of the of the service, you can look for that, and um, yeah, it's just all kinds of stuff going on. Can't, it's no. time. Uh, yes. It's time. It's time to it's time to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're ready. Mm-hmm. Ready to rock and roll. So, all right. Well, with that, thank you all for joining us today. I kind of went over everything. The only thing left is uh Sarah, would you mind praying us out today? Of course. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time to gather and talk and I also thank you for everybody out there who's listening. I pray that this finds them as a blessing and that they find a community out there, a small group, whether it's here or somewhere else, they just find a community that they fit in with, that they can ask the hard questions and a group that lifts them up. up. And Lord, I thank you for giving us the opportunity to regather this fall. And I just pray a blessing over any other groups that are in churches that are regathering, that you keep us safe and healthy. And yeah, I think that's all. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, for... Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. I'm Ryan Janke. And remember to hit that bell, hit the like, hit the subscribe, follow, whatever, uh, so that you can keep getting every riveting episode of that podcast. (laughs) 